We're not live yet. Wait, not live yet. should let our puppets open the new avatar kiss shows they should that's a good idea very good idea uh we are not live tonight uh and and yes lou i know we weren't live sorry okay uh spot yeah my bad <laughs> sorry i ruined the intro <laughs> but the reason why we aren't live is because i do a show right side review radio on a free world.fm okay and this this show is going to be broadcast on there first and i'm going to upload this onto youtube tomorrow which would be what the Thursday. That would be nice. Thursday. So anybody who's listening to this, you're getting to hear this first. And you can see how terrible our podcast is. <laughs> but uh actually this is a historic moment because after five plus years of Rat Side Review being on YouTube, we are officially, officially a monetized channel. And thank you to all of our subscribers and everybody out there who's watched us. Yes, thank you. Thanks to yeah, everybody. Thanks. Thank you too, Greg. Thank you. And thank you, Wayne. You and thank you, Lou. And thank you, Wayne. Yeah. And thank, and you, thank Greg. you, Greg. <laughs> and thank you to our co-hosts, Manny and James. Congratulations, James, on closing on your house. And thanks to all past uh, co-hosts of Roadside Review because, you know, well, speak I'm, yourself. I'm, <laughs> well, well I, I'm I'm gonna do what Paul and Gene don't do. I'm gonna acknowledge our past members. So I, I acknowledge you. most of them, and they know who they are. What were you gonna say, Greg? For Lou interrupted you. I was gonna say it's been fun, and I, you know, I'm thrilled it's lasted this long because we weren't sure at first. You know, yeah. it was just kind of a a whim, kind of just like threw the show on YouTube to see what would happen, and we just never stopped. Yep. You know, so that's just kind of just what we do. You know, we just throw sh stuff on the wall. No, I don't want to curse because I know we're monetized now. We throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And that's how. Uh, also amazing. I wasn't the one that ever got fired. <laughs> Why true. do you think I you have not fired? fired him. I have not fired him. Once. I've been fired more times than Greg. This is true. Yeah. I don't really like you that much. But I don't anyway, like me either. Fired. That's okay. <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> But, but you uh, didn't originally start as a YouTube channel, right? Didn't you start on Twitch at one point? Yes, we did start on Twitch, but we always were a podcast too. We were both. That was yep. always together. Well, yeah, Twitch was first, and then uh, it didn't really work out too well. So we moved over to YouTube and look where we are now monetized. Yes. And we already made six cents. Hot damn. Wow. We are a really... whole six cents? Yep. That and $30 will buy you a pack of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Mm, big, um, big league two people. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, how, how this show is going to work, uh, we're going to play some music and then we're going to talk about the last two Ozzy albums, Ordinary Man and Patient Number 9. Actually, you know what we're going to do on this show? What kind of music we're going to play? We're just going to play Ozzy-related music. We're going to play Sabbath and uh, some Ozzy. How about that? Make it easy. Well, funny you mentioned. 
No. You can start right at the intro when I was coughing my balls off. Segway right in the sweet leaf. Right in the sweet leaf. You got it. Funny you mentioned that. I actually did get something in the mail recently. What's that? So I showed you in the last episode that I got the super deluxe of Sabotage and Technical Ecstasy from Black Sabbath. Well, now I got my third favorite Black oh, no. Sabbath um, uh, super deluxe edition, volume four. So I'm very happy about this. This is a little bit more pricier than Sabotage and Technical Ecstasy, but still worth it. Paranoid, I'm looking for the cheapest option. I'm going to up you one. I just bought volume uh, four yesterday. It was uh, $73 on Amazon. Uh, Paranoid, I got it on vinyl because that's the, the CD version is really expensive. Yeah. For some reason, uh, $65. I don't have a really? record player. Yeah. 65 as a steal. 65 bucks. Uh, Sabotage I bought as well. That was $35. Nice. Technical Ecstasy was also $35. I bought that as well. I think that's Damn. I should have waited a couple weeks. I got them for all for around fifty six a piece, but shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, those you are one like up really, me. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm sorry. I always have to do that. That's but, okay. Uh... <laughs> I mean, look, look at that. Nobody beats the whiz. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> the prices aren't oh, mausoleum you have behind you. I was gonna say the prices are insane, but that's crazy, Eddie. Uh, everybody remember crazy Eddie from back in the day? I yep. do, and you know that place is closed down for tax evasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Funny. And in fact, this is the crazy thing. And I follow one of the former associates who was an accountant of Crazy Eddie on Twitter. Sorry, X. He was told to go to accounting school so he could help Crazy Eddie forge the books. Oh, God, <laughs> he was groomed. <laughs> I'm so surprised there's not like a Netflix documentary on him. There was an MSNBC news piece about it a couple of years ago. That's about, really? that, that, yeah, that's the only thing they did. It's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. Yeah, check that I out. mean, all he really did was tax evasion, though. It's not like he got in a crazy criminal shit. So. Yeah. Dude, we're talking between seven to eight figures that they laundered to Europe just to launder back through Latin America and back to them. I'm not saying it wasn't complicated and a lot of money, but as far as holding the public's interest to get them to sit and watch like a TV movie or some shit made out of it, it's not the most interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's pretty funny. Um, (laughs) A cool thing I did buy uh, over this uh, last weekend, um, this Kiss box set people that are not watching it's the kiss um i don't know what the hell you call this box set but it's is that got the 2001 the definitive kiss collection box set yeah it comes with the uh like five or six cds i think it is got the book in here or whatever and a merchandise catalog all these cds uh yeah there's a bunch of cds in there but anyway i already have this box set but the reason why i bought it is because gene and paul signed the front of it and this guy, like 10 minutes down the road from me, he was selling it. And uh, I have nothing of Paul and Gene signed. So, and he, huh. he got this signed personally himself in uh, Nassau County. So uh, I know it's legit. And all the other shit that I saw at his house too, it, uh, I know it's legit. So uh, yeah, I got a really good deal on it, I think anyway. And uh, that's cool. I, I, I love autographed things. So I had to have something with them. 
You know what's funny? For as much as I love Kiss, the only actual autograph that I have from anyone in Kiss and actually obtained in person is uh, Vinnie Vincent. Really? Yeah. You actually got something from him, huh? Yes. Wow, congratulations. Well, it didn't involve a Tupperware. It, it, it was a kiss convention there wasn't really anywhere for him to take the money and run oh <laughs> i uh the coolest the closest i ever got to uh, a member of kiss was uh you know i one time i was walking towards nbc it was my last day of work there and they had just announced the end of the uh road tour at good morning america and i walked right past them and I yelled, we love you, Gene. And Gene said, thank you. But uh, <laughs> the cool thing was, uh, back in my college radio days, I did get to interview Bruce Kulick when he was promoting uh, Union's Blue Room album. Mm -hmm. Hell of a nice guy, uh, Bruce Kulick. Very, very cool. Very cool, very cool. This guy was telling me a story. He actually had tickets to go get an autograph signing with uh, Ace Fraley. And it was supposed to be at like 12 o'clock or whatever. So he gets there a little early or whatever. And they're waiting for uh, Ace to come out, and they said, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be a little late, so come back or whatever." Three comes, hours later, yeah, exactly. He comes back. They tell him, "Oh, he's gonna do the uh, the VIPs first, so come back again." He comes back again. Oh, he's still doing VIPs, and then after that, he's gonna go do something else. So he comes back at like four. He says it's gonna not gonna be to like four o'clock, so he ends up just leaving. But he wasted all the money to get his autograph and just never got it because oh. Ace never came out. Um. Uh, well, so, okay, Vinnie Vincent was the only one I obtained in person, but I have an Ace Freely autograph on a poster flat for the uh, album cover. I forget what the name of it was, and I think maybe it's Anomaly, but anyway, it set this thing up like, you know, you pay this money, do this meet and greet, he's going to um, sign whatever. Well... He showed up late, but he eventually did do, you know, the questions and meet a couple people and all that shit. But he didn't do any autographs. They had these pre-signed poster flats and everybody got one. And that was it for the autographs. Wow. Well, at least he got something. No, I don't even know if he signed it. What's that? But you don't even know if he like really signed it. No, I honestly think it's printed. Mm, that's <laughs> Or somebody else signed it. I don't know. It you just know seems is suspicious <laughs> i admit i'm an ace frilly fanboy when it comes to his music but i'm really happy that i never met him in person because i think i would just be so disgusted um you know i mean for god's sakes i met tony iomi and he was like the coolest freaking guy on both occasions so that set the standard for me yeah yeah i haven't met too many people that's why i just collect all the autographs i have I, i've got a few of them on my own but uh most of them i bought on websites and stuff that what I know would, they're legit, so not fake ones. What would you say is probably the most valuable autograph you have? I could tell you right now which of mine is, and it's Ronnie James Dio's. I don't know. For me personally, one of the coolest things I have is a Halloween. It's a um, it's like a, it's an EP. It's shaped as a pumpkin or whatever. And of course I, it is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but I bought it because it's signed by what's it's supposed to be signed by the entire band of like maybe like the 90s period the 80s and 90s um and i showed a couple people some people say the autographs are real some say they're not but who's gonna fake people from halloween's autograph could you, you know yeah. could you maybe get it um 
not authorized. I forget what the word is. Um, Authenticity. Uh, yes. Whatever can, you, you can you do that? I don't know. And and does it even matter? To me, it's real. It's real to you, damn it. It's real to me, damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a cool thing. You know, that's that's my favorite thing I have. But I have so many autographs. I have Danzig's autograph. I have a couple King Diamond. Actually, the new King Diamond thing I got, it's a poster, and he signed that. That's really cool. But I have another one where the whole uh, band signed it. That's a cool thing, too. I got a lot of autograph stuff. So it's hard to pick just, like, one thing. I I lost so much that I had that was so cool, specifically the Robert England one. But uh, mm. if I had to guess at what's worth the most now, Probably that Chuck Schindler autographed uh, Scream Bloody Gore I have. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, cool. I have a couple of Fastway ones signed by the full lineups, but I don't think yeah, yeah, yeah. there's that many people out there that give as much of a shit about Fastway as I do. I, I give a shit because that's Fast Eddie freaking Clark of Motorhead. Yeah. Oh, totally. But, but I mean, like, um, you know, to say to someone, oh, check this out. It's got the full all fired up lineup uh autograph on it they're gonna be like well who the fuck is charlie mccracken <laughs> you know the crazy he thing sp- is he like, spells brother <laughs> <laughs> scottish therapist um you know the crazy thing is like when i was a wee tyke and you know digging through my brother's cassettes collection um fastways self-titled was one of those cassettes that i heard all the time especially the song say what you will they put it on every mixtape that they made so <laughs> that was such a huge part of my upbringing that it was very it was a very hard pill to swallow when I realized, oh, am I the only person I know that knows these songs at my age? I guess so. But that's OK. It just proves I have good taste. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is I would run into a lot of people that would know who they were because in both the late 90s and the early 2000s they re-released trick or treat on vhs and then dvd but um all they knew and all they liked was the trick or treat soundtrack right be right back guys yeah Yeah. Uh, and on you didn't go back and listen to the other albums no why would we do that jesus fucking christ (laughs) (laughs) Oops. oops well i went for a while yeah uh well actually one cool uh autograph i do have is of ozzy actually which we are doing the show of and um the first album we're going to start off with is ordinary man and um i won there was a contest with, when this album came out and um i can't remember what the hell the contest was about maybe maybe i had a number or something in here there was a card and it must have had some kind of special number or whatever and uh you can win a bunch of things and one thing that was uh that i won actually was a it was a signed poster and it was right before the pandemic, I think, right? When did this album come out? Yeah, 2020. So it was right around that pandemic period, right, right in the early beginnings of the pandemic. And um, I, I was waiting for this poster for like, you know, for forever. I think I did not get the poster for maybe like a year later. But, I, you know, I finally got it. But then again, I don't know if it's even like really signed. I don't know if it's like signed by a machine or Ozzy really signed it. I don't Who knows? I hear different stories about too, but... Um, I don't know. But uh, since uh, Lou had to go take care of something real quick, let's go. Let's play Ozzy's song. Let's just play a, a song from this album right here. Ordinary Man. If you had to pick a song, you probably don't even think uh, you probably don't even know a song off the top of your head, do you, from this album? Other than the graveyard one, no. All right, we'll play that one anyway. Under the graveyard, we'll be right back. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other ones either. Except for uh, 
take what you want from me, but that's really, I don't want to play that song. Even though I do like that song. Mm. It's, it's interesting, but yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, it's one of the things where I don't like it, but I can't sit there and say it's horrible because it really isn't. It's yeah. just not for me. This is not your typical Ozzy song. <laughs> not as bad, but no. All right. All right. That was Under the Graveyard from the Ozzy album Ordinary Man. Um, well, let's just start talking about Ordinary Man, uh, why Lou's still away. Um what do, what do you what do you think about this album? I mean, it's it's newer Ozzy. You know, we had Scream. You didn't come on, on the other episodes with Scream, where I said that uh, he was Ozzy was kind of starting to sound like uh, Rob Zombie. You know, this album, I think he kind of is doing something that sounds more like he should be sounding. You know, what do you think, Rick? Yeah, Scream and and Black Rain were bo- are both like very conscious of the era they were in, and that Rob Zombie type of shit, you know, was at mm-hmm. the top echelon wise at the time uh, in popularity, and it just both of those records, and even the large part of Osmosis and Down to Earth, it all kind of feels super processed and manufactured to fit into this what was current at the time to try to sell it and ozzy just happens to be singing on it the both of these records but ordinary man specifically since that was the first one after scream um it's not like back to what he used to be but it sounds like an Ozzy album it hits on more points it's still very homogenized where not a lot of it stands out the songwriting is kind of boring but it actually sounds like an Ozzy record for the first time in a long time and it sounds like they're into it right yeah yeah like perhaps they were actually able to write the compositions the way they wanted to this time around Mm -hmm. yeah and he's got a lot of really cool special guests on here as well. Um, uh, Elton John's on here. I mean, even though I don't really care for that song too much, but he's on here. And um, that song, I will say, actually is a bad song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I also think Tony Iommi's on this album too, right? Or was that the next album? No, that's Patient Number that's Nine. Patient number nine. Okay. Uh, who else is on this album actually? Well, um, Chad Smith is the drummer. Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, and, yep, that's right. Yep, and Duff right. McKagan of Guns N' Roses is the bassist on it. And uh, oh, what yeah, happened? Right, you're right, you're what right. happened to Blasco and uh, Tommy Clufettos? <laughs> I don't know, but actually, in the thank you notes, he goes to my band: Zach Wild, Tommy Clufettos, Blasco, and Adam Wakeman. So, huh. are they in the? Are they on this album? I really never looked at this booklet. To tell you the truth, so. I mean, it's nice that he acknowledged him as his band, but I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to go a different route in terms of recording. I don't know. Uh, what do you think of Ordinary Man, Lou? The album. I'm, okay. So I remember back when we did that uh, Five Faces of the Joker episode for my podcast right, with right. Uh, Greek God Papadon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't put over the fact that he loved the album. At the time when I heard it, I detested it. Yeah, so but I. So I, I, I'm, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. What are you gonna say? I, I don't hate the album as much as I thought I did. Right, I'm, I'm going with you with that as well. 
I, yeah, I, me I too. mean, I still like Scream better personally. Greg, what? I did. I, I mentioned in the last episode that Scream was my favorite Ozzy record that he had probably done since, you know, of the first six, you know, like No More Tears. It's probably the one that I enjoy uh, the most since then. I just really was a fan of the songwriting on it. Um, I like the production on it and I like Gus G's playing. So I, 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 I enjoyed it. And it was a far better album to me than uh, Down to Earth or um, Black Rain. So that that's just my opinion. Yeah. That's cool. On, honestly, the one still throughout this whole thing that shocked me the most was how awful Down to Earth was. I did not remember that record being that bad. I think the only <laughs> song I mentioned on that that I liked was Facing Hell, and the rest was a complete throwaway. Facing hell and like I like I said on there, I don't mind gets me through. Like it's not the best song, but it's kind of catchy. But other than those two, there's nothing on there, even a part of a song that really stands out. Yeah. It's funny, you weren't on the episode, but uh, I, I mentioned too. I used to listen when that came out, I listened to that all the time. I was still in my band that, that was in Queens. So every time I was uh you know going to band practice, I would bring that album and I would listen to it. And I, I guess I, at that time I thought it was good. And then listening to it for this show, I'm like, what did I think was good? I mean, it was I better than what was out at the time. We're talking about Biscuit I, and Papa Roach and all that I know, that but stuff. I wouldn't listen to that crap anyway, you know? <laughs> but, I uh, was on the episode for Down to Earth. You were on the Oh, that's right. You were. I have yeah. forget. What, yeah, because uh, Ralph was on the episode too, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I missed yeah. Scream and Black Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, still Ralph. listen to them, unfortunately. Ralph was on the episode of... Um... No rest for the wicked and no more tears with us. Is that <laughs> what you know. just said? No, I said the other show. I you said know what? It's the end of the year. I, we're freaking is. exhausted. We fought so hard to get monetized that we got here. Give us a break, people. We're here, here and we're on freeworld.fm as well, uh, messing up this channel. Um, oh, so my take on Ordinary Man. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's a good album. It's it's more what I want to hear Ozzy doing. Uh, there's some kind of crappy songs in here like that ordinary man song with elton john i don't like that song at all that song's awful it is pretty bad um but straight to hell all my life is okay uh, under the graveyard i think is a really good song um uh and actually the the one song that i think a lot of people are going to be surprised that actually like is going to be the song take what you want and it has post malone and uh travis scott on that song and uh i would never think in in my entire life i would say i like a post malone song but i actually do like this song hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I respect Post Malone because he can actually play. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard him play guitar? No. He's really good. Yeah, you know, you, and, you and, and tell that, but you know, you couldn't. But then, like, you know, you you see him in like guitar stores in Nashville, and he's pulling these freaking blues scales and just making them you know whale out of an sg and i'm just like this kid can play because yeah. apparently he got his start playing like 
alternative hard rock and metal back in the day. But, you know, he he wanted to make money. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to begrudge the guy a living, you know, if 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 the music that he makes is what, uh, you know, pays his bills and whatever. And, you know, he's a father now, so he's got to do what he's got to do. But um, I I. I'm I'm I can't say I'm a post Malone fan, but as an artist, I really respect him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go out and go buy a post Malone album because I don't like his other songs. I like this one. It it, it just works with him and Ozzy. I, I saw like the thing on uh, what. I like the you song like you did for Spider Man. That's it. I'm sorry. That's all I was gonna say. I don't remember. I don't know what that one sounded like. Um, but I saw a thing on YouTube with Post Malone and some girls like going crazy about getting a guitar sign from him. I'm like, why is he playing guitar? Like, but now I know why. <laughs> well, that part I knew, and I mean, it's not a bad song. It's just not one. I. It's not, it's not something that we would we would expect to hear on an Ozzy album. But it comes off good. It it's does one the, definitely one of the better songs on the record. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And and I like the direction he's going in here. Like like I said before, he was kind of going at a Rob Zombie type uh, thing, and I that didn't work with me with the with Ozzy. This fits with Ozzy. It's more the music kind of goes along with his vocals a little bit better. Everything fits a little bit better. Everybody's playing really good on this on this album too. So I think this is kind of not back in the form like you know the early albums, but enough where I can say I like a couple songs off of this finally. Yeah, yeah. There was a period where Ozzy was guesting on other people's music. I think back in the eighties, like was not was, and uh, oh, yeah. and 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 yeah. Th- that was so far out of left field mm. for for Oz. But I I will say at, at least this does feel more like something that you would want from Ozzy. So <laughs> you know, I'll say that. But but I I think, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. But I think the hero of this album is not Ozzy himself or Post Malone, but it's Andrew Watt, the guy that produced it and uh, played the guitar for it. You know, this is a guy who was in uh, California Breed with um, Jason Bonham and uh, Glenn Hughes. So he's obviously very, very talented. And if he's playing with them, you know, one who's the son of John Bonham of Led Zeppelin and one who was, you know, uh, a founding member of trapeze and a former member of deep purple and black sabbath you know they're they're veterans that have earned their their place in uh in in the world of rock music so the fact that i think i think he was like either in his late teens or his early 20s when he played with them you know if that's how you're cutting your teeth as a musician then you obviously know what you're doing yeah i think so uh, Ordinary Man debuted at number three on the U.S. Billboard 200 with 77,000 equivalent units, including 65,000 pure album sales. And it's Ozzy's uh, eighth top 10 album on the chart as a solo artist, and it equals the peak of his 2007 album, Black Rain. It's definitely wow. better album than 13. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, let's get to patient number nine. The Ozzy album, the final one uh, for now. This is the latest one that's out. Um, I'll let you go first, Greg. Go ahead. Well, honestly, if he stopped here, I think he'd be going out on pretty much a high note. Um, the guest performers on this, I think, were definitely more suited for Ozzy and kind of worked better overall than on um, Ordinary Man. My favorite song on the whole thing is, I can't remember the name because I lost my notes, but the one he does with Jeff Beck. 
That's uh, patient number nine. Patient number nine type of track. Yeah. Okay. He also but, has a thousand um, shades with him. A thousand shades. That's a good one too. But patient number nine is the one I was thinking of now that I remember the lyrics and all that. But um, it's it's kind of a there's moments on here where it's like a culmination of everything he's done. You know, he kind of hits on all his different eras and makes it work. And then the uh, the guest stars are in tune with what he's doing. It's it's just a really strong album. I liked it a lot. I think it's his best one since the original classic era. I think so too. And actually, since you mentioned patient number nine, let's listen to patient number nine right now. I gotta download that. <laughs> it's a great song. It is a great song. Uh, I wish I could remember more titles from it, but that's why I wrote it all down. Now it's sitting in my work locker. Where, where's the thing? There is uh, Immortal. That's with uh, Mike McCready from Pearl that was a good. Parasite with uh, Zach Wild. Yes. Yeah. No Escape from Now. That's with Tony Iommi. I like that one. I like that one too. One of those days. Actually. The, the one he does with Iomi sounds more like what 13 should have sounded like than what it actually was. I was. That's what I feel the same way. I feel the two songs that he did with Iomi on this are better than the entire 13 album. Mm-hmm. All right, that was patient number nine. We're back with uh, our uh, review, I guess, uh, on the patient number nine Ozzy album. Um, anything else to add, Greg? Uh, only that the two tracks on here with Tony Iommi sound way better than that crap 13 and is what the final Sabbath album should have sounded like. I I'll concur. With Caesar and Bill, you three bastards. I might love you, but that's not right. No. Nope. Just for Bill. <laughs> I, I, not just because I look like him. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, you're right. And I realize I have Geezer Butler's same size goatee right now, yes, <laughs> but not his not his flowing gray hair. Um, I love what Ralph Vieira calls the thirteen era lineup backstabbeth. Yeah, totally. If you had Ozzy's number, would you call him Lou? Since you look like Geezer Butler, would you give him I, a call? I would probably do like what Craig Gass does to Gene Simmons and just be like, Ozzy, this is Geezer. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! You 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 lying about me, Missus? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole feud going on now. Oh, I Ozzie know. Apparently, Geezer uh, never called him while he was recuperating, but he's like, "But I emailed him, Geezer. That was your first mistake. What makes you think Ozzy knows how to use a computer?" <laughs> right. <laughs> and we just we discussed this on another show. Why wouldn't he contact? Well, because he said he lost Ozzy's number. But why wouldn't you just contact somebody else that you know? That can give you Ozzy's number. Yeah, I mean, Ozzy did mention that he's on good terms with Bill Ward again. He's on good terms with Iomi. And, you know, he's like, you could have contacted them to get my number. So, you know, there's just certain things about my favorite bands that I don't want to know. When when things are too transparent, it's a it's a total turnoff. It is. The the (laughs) Internet has really killed a lot of the mysticism of our favorite bands, like really Mm. bad. Um so what's what's your take on patient number nine, Lou? Um, so it's a it's definitely a step above um Black Rain and Down to Earth. Um I think it's slightly beneath 
uh, Ordinary Man and Osmosis. But I still think it's a it's a good album. Um, and and look, I got to be honest, Ozzy at 73 is not the same Ozzy as he was at 33 or even 43. Um, you know, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Um, still like um, um, Ordinary Man a, a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that Ozzy's still putting on music. But if he's listening, which I doubt he is. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. As a fan of his music, I would just say thank you for decades of classic material, even if you didn't write the lyrics. Uh, but if you want to retire, I wish you all the best. But if you have another album left in you, then please, for the love of God and all things holy and good, make it a good one. Yeah. Uh, he has writing credits on every song. Well, yeah, well. He was also solely credited on Bark at the Moon at one point. So. <laughs> no, still is. Still? Okay. Uh, do, you, do we think that he's ever written a lyric? Totally. He has. He well, wrote I, I mean, for the for the for his solo stuff. For solo um, stuff? Yeah. I don't know if he's ever sat down and written a full song, but it's definitely documented. He's written some verses and some lines. Yeah come up with some melodies but i don't know outside of the writ and a couple others if he ever sat down from beginning to end and wrote the lyrics to anything during his solo career i'm not sure i'll say one thing though what the what the super deluxe editions of the black sabbath material does especially volume four you know Geezer yeah. and, and and Tony and, and Bill would have the music all planned out and they bring Ozzy is and be like, OK, just sing anything over this. And you could tell that those are not Geezer's lyrics right. because Geezer's lyrics are very intelligent. Right. But yeah. the, the melody lines that Ozzy was coming up with, I could see why it made it easier for Geezer to write lyrics over those melody lines because they were laid out right there for him. So you know i will give all the credit in the world to ozzy because writing a melody line for a song is not easy it's no. not easy at all no um the, the the funny thing about this album it was uh they i, I don't know i think he, he already started working on us after he was still doing ordinary man but uh when ordinary man was released they said they started working on patient number nine um, and this album came came out pretty quickly, I think too. Uh, the other yeah. funny the other funny yeah. thing is, uh, I think after this album was released, Jeff Beck ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So uh, you know, Patient Number Nine was released and Jeff Beck was dead. Uh, but uh, such a great song. I, that, that's probably one of my favorite Ozzy songs that's been out in in a, in a very long time. You know, I think that that song just it's just, it's one of my top favorite Ozzy songs. Oh yeah. It's 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 great. No, I, I put it up there with that. That's what I mean when I said this is, I think, the best one since the classic era. Yeah, it's it's just got a really good sound. It's very catchy, very melody. Just everything that you want to hear in an Ozzy song. It's it's in that song. Um, well, almost everything. Almost everything. But you, you don't hear the crazy guitar solos and all stuff. But it's it's almost there. We're, well, this is better than Bobby. what we've gotten. <laughs> and what? And Bob Daisley would Bob be nice. Daisley. It would be nice. But I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, 
No, especially not now. Uh, the funny thing is to see Mike McCready from Pearl Jam on this album. But I mean, we also got Chad Smith, so that was another like weird thing too. Like out of nowhere, with him being on Ozzy albums now. Well, you know, Chad Smith was a metal drummer. No, oh, of course I know. Yeah, you know, like I, the funny thing, I, I was watching a, an interview with John Frusciante, and you know, he says when when uh, Chad came in for his audition, he was like decked out in a Metallica shirt, and John was like, "Get him out of here, get him," you know. Yeah. And then he heard him play, and John's like banging on the drums, he's like ah ah like that, and John was like. Okay, we'll keep him. So <laughs> no, he's a really, really good drummer. You know? He is. And he's he's he plays with that little tiny kit, but he's one of those drummers that can make that little tiny kit seem like it's like, you know, a, a 10 piece drum kit or something. You know, he's he's that good. So mm-hmm. I always liked his drum style. And you got Tony Iommi on here and Eric Clapton. Who ever thought Eric Clapton would do anything with Ozzy? It's kind of weird. Well, he wasn't the one that called heavy metal an abortion. It was Ginger well, Baker. So yeah, but, but still it's Eric Clapton, you know. I never think of that. And then uh, Zach Wilde comes back on this album as well. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't. That's one way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't sweat Eric Clapton. I I always preferred Gary Moore as a blues rock guitarist. Him, Rory Gallagher, I think they're light years above Clapton, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm not a Clapton fan. Yeah, me too. Johnny Winter as well. I really don't care for Eric Clapton all that much. But uh, as a whole, I, I think this album's really good. I think it's actually a step up from Ordinary Man. This is, there's there's no like, you know, rap things going on here, really. This, it's, well, this the songwriting is just so much better and more memorable. Too. Yeah, I think so, too. There's a lot of really good stuff on here. And um, yeah, I think I think it's one of my favorites of the new era Ozzy stuff. And like you mentioned earlier, Greg, if this is the last album, I'm, I'm fine with that. Because he goes out kind of on top on this one. Oh, definite high points. I, I mean, seriously, you know, it's uh, it was successful too. So, yeah, it was uh, actually. Let's see, what uh, U.S. Billboard 200 was number three, uh, top ten alternative albums, which is kind of weird. It went to number one. Hard rock went number one. Uh, went to number one. Rock album went to number one. Uh, Although, I don't understand the charts anymore. I don't either. It's just this is stupid. Although I will say. As good as it is for the year it came out, it definitely cannot be the number one hard rock or metal album, though, because Scorpion's Rock Believer also came out. And that album smokes pretty much every other album from the year. I mean, that is a true top 10 Scorpion's record. Rock Believer is awesome. Are we talking about 2022? Yeah, I think that's when Patient Number 9 came out. Patient Number 9 was released 2022, September 9th. Okay. So even though the Severed Angel album was recorded in 2022, it wasn't released until 2023. So yeah, yeah. So he's he's off the hook. You'll 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 win this one, Greg. <laughs> well, and I mean, no offense to Alex, but he's not Klaus. No, he's not. Uh, how about we? Both you, you, you guys, are, you guys are just lucky. There isn't a new Voivod album because I, automatically that gets the top spot. I really <laughs> thought that's where you were going. Um, are we all wrapped up with patient number nine? Yeah, I, I think mean, so, right? Yeah, I think so. I think this is a good way to close out our Ozzy discussion. I think so, too. Um, like I mentioned, if it's the last one, I'm fine with that. And uh, if it's not, hey, I'm welcome to more Ozzy albums. You know, just don't tour anymore. I think, you're a little, I think you need to take a break now. I think you just need to go live your life and uh, enjoy it. You know? Uh, I'd agree with that. 
but okay. if we get some if we get some albums fine i just hope they're good i hope they're, they i hope they live up to these past two albums and maybe hopefully they're even better let's just not go or, back to uh, anything worse what even so much like they're digging in the sabbath vaults dig in your own vaults from your solo work and give us some unreleased soundboard recordings of maybe. the jake era hell maybe. no more tears randy whatever maybe we'll get that i mean we just had the beatles put out a new song right and that was all kind of done not it wasn't you know all done with ai but there was a, a program that an ai program that they used to get uh to separate john and, and the piano from each other so maybe we can have something with that you know but I, I, I did see a thing on blabbermouth the other day about somebody asked him a question if he would if ozzy would do a a song with ai randy rhodes i didn't read what his answer was but uh i don't think he would do that well, before he does something that ridiculous, he owes us and Bill a song with a still living Bill Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get that. That would be cool. What were you saying before we cut you off? Lou? Um, I mean, we're talking about soundboard recordings. I mean, I, I love the Kiss soundboard recordings that, uh, that have come out um, since the end of the road. Uh, tour mm-hmm. had had was beginning. Although I will say that that animalized tour um, concert with Mark St. John was not a good sounding one, but yeah. you know it was cool to hear the Vinny ones. It was cool to hear the reunion ones. Um, I'd love to hear a Nazi soundboard recording with Joe Holmes because that was probably one of the song diary of a Madman Live. Yeah, true. Maybe we'll get that. Who knows? Uh, but uh, this is Rat Sound Review Radio on freeworld.fm. You can come and watch us. We, we usually do the show live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, but uh, tonight we had a little issue, so we had to do the show a little late so we can kind of incorporate this into Free World. We get to show you a little bit what we do on our podcast, uh, so you can come watch us on YouTube live on Wednesdays and join us in the chats. All right. And thank you guys for finally joining me. Yeah. And if you want to, thank you for having us. Yeah, maybe we can do it this way more often. Oh, um, just a quick thank you to, to all of our subscribers and everyone who's been watching Rat Side Review and finally got us monetized after five years. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching the show for the past five years. It's been a lot of fun, and hopefully we at least have another five more. Yes, I hope so, and <laughs> thank you, everybody. Yeah. And with every year, a new Seven Angel album. <laughs> That's right. And uh, also, too, we do have some tiers on on the YouTube channel, so you can. There's so many things to choose from. You can. There's one that you can actually join us on the show. You get to pick what you want us to do. You can come join us on the show, and it's a lot of stuff. So check that out and uh, give us some money, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Give Give us some recommendations. We'll do it for donations. Exactly. Exactly. Lou, you're on mute. Yes, I realize. And we do and we do have merch. So go to RatsileReview.com to look that up. Yes, everything is on Ratsile Review. I haven't updated in a while, but everything's still on there. Uh all right, that's it. Freeworld.fm. See ya. You too. Demone. See ya. Goodbye.